0: We're in this series called WIT. Do you know what it stands for? WIT, W I T. Whatever it takes. And the last time we were here, it was two weeks ago. You guys did whatever it takes to love on your mom last week, right? During Mother's Day. And I flashed up this symbol, and it's the symbol 100, it's the little emoji symbol. And some of you gave some different definitions as to what this means. The hundred represents the fact, like, if you, if you scored a hundred on that test, or you scored a hundred on your assignment, you know, back in the day, people, you know, teachers would actually write on your sheet a paper, and they'd say, 100%, percent. congrats, well done, good job. Kelsey, do that? Do you do that in your class? You don't have tests, so, you know, whatever. A hundred, this a hundred thing represents, like, all in, like, you did awesome, you did amazing, you did everything you could to do What? whatever it takes, and you got the job done, and you did an awesome job. I'm going to start tonight, but I'm going to read a passage of scripture super fast, and then I'm going to kind of explain it to you. Are you guys cool with that? Yeah. It's out of Acts chapter 8, and if you have a Bible, you can pull it up on your, on your little iPhone doohickey or whatever. Feel free to follow along. I'm in Acts 8, verses 26 through 40. Um, Acts was written by a guy named John. No. Take that back. It was written by a guy named Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. It was written by Luke. Luke was a physician that has nothing to do with anything other than, congratulations, you now know that Luke was a doctor. Um, So Acts 8, 26. Here we go. Ready? Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch. An important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. I'm going to take a pause here. Does anyone know what a eunuch is? It's about to get awkward. You ready? We're middle school and high schoolers and college students and adults and whatever. A eunuch is a historical position... That was given to people to basically take care of people who were royalty. Okay? So, how many of you guys have ever seen the show Rain? No one. I Crickets. I watched on the CW. Okay, yeah, the CW. It's a CW show. But how many of you guys have watched historical dramas or historical things where, they, where all these, you know, there's like maid servants that help the queen or the king? You know what I'm talking about? So, historically speaking, if a guy were to be the maidservant of a queen or a princess, in order that homeboy did intermingle, if you will, with the queen or the the princess, they chopped off his stuff. Snip, snip. That's what a eunuch is. I know you're giggly, I know you're laughing, but historically speaking, a eunuch was literally removed of his manness so that he could perform his role well. How many of you are really wishing that you could have been a eunuch? Probably not. So here's the thing. I'm going to pull you back in for a second. You guys ready? I'm pulling you back in. This is weird. And... This is a big responsibility. Like, it it literally says in this passage of scripture, it says, an important official. It it doesn't say the reject. It says, an important official who is in charge of the entire treasury, basically the entire bank account of the queen of the Ethiopians. So this dude, he's got some weird things happening, but he's a big deal. He's in charge of all of the queen's bling he's in charge of all of the queen's money this guy is an important dude and and god is telling philip this guy named philip philip to go to this road and philip doesn't even know what's about to happen but he just he just follows god's lead and god says go to this road and he goes this desert road and he comes across this ethiopian eunuch this important dude and it says that this man had gone to jerusalem to worship and out of his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of isaiah the prophet The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. The spirit, speaking of the Holy Spirit, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And Philip said, do you understand what you are reading? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So the eunuch invited Philip to come up and sit with him in his chariot. And this passage of scripture the eunuch was reading was was like this, coming from Isaiah. It says, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. That's the passage of scripture. Then the eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about? Who is Isaiah talking about? Is he talking about himself, or is he talking about someone else? Then Philip began With that very passage of scripture, and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Two weird things here. Homeboy Philip just disappeared. That'd be strange. That'd be weird. And I wish I could see that. Or not see that. But it says the eunuch went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Future, past. This message tonight is called Future Past in connection to this song we just sang. And here's why. The eunuch was reading the book of Isaiah, which was read, get this, 700 years before Jesus even existed on the earth. 700 years Isaiah wrote this passage of scripture that the eunuch is reading before Jesus even got to the earth. To give you some perspective on 700 years, check this out. Do you know what happened 700 years ago? Anyone? Anyone? It was 1315-ish. The year 1315. I'll I'll give you something that happened 710 years ago. A guy by the name of Sir William Wallace was executed. Anyone know who William Wallace is? Braveheart. William Wallace. William Wallace. Freedom! Okay, to put this in a a little bit more easy to understand perspective, 461 years after, 700 years ago, was when the United States came into existence. 700 years ago, Add 461 more years, and that's the beginning of the United States. 700 years is a very long time. And and this guy named the eunuch, the Ethiopian eunuch, is reading a passage of scripture after Jesus died and after he was resurrected about something that this guy named Isaiah wrote about 700 years before that. You guys want to know what he actually wrote I, I gave you a glimpse of it in the passage but let me give you exactly what the prophet isaiah wrote about 700 years before jesus existed isaiah 53 says this who believes what we've heard and seen who would have thought that god's saving power would look like this the servant grew up before god a scrawny seedling A scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him. Nothing to cause us to take a second look. He was looked down on and passed over. A man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. One look at him and people turned away. We looked down on him, thought he was scum. But the fact is, it was our pains he carried. Our disfigurements. All things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself, that God was punishing him for his own failures, but it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins. He took the punishment that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. We're all like sheep who have wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing and gone our own way, and God Has piled all our sins, everything we've done, on him. On him. He was beaten. He was tortured. But he didn't say a word. Like a lamb taken to be slaughtered and like a sheep being sheared, he took it all in silence. Justice miscarried and he was led off. And did anyone really know what was happening? He died without a thought for his own welfare. Beaten bloody for the sins of my people. They buried him with the wicked, threw him in a grave with the rich man, even though he'd never hurt a soul or said one word that wasn't true. Still, it's what God had in mind all along to crush him with pain. The plan, that, the plan was that he would give himself as an offering for sin so that he'd see life come from it. Life, 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 and more life. And God's plan will deeply prosper through him out of that terrible travail of soul He'll see that it's worth it and be glad he did it. Through what he experienced, my servant, he will make many righteous. As he himself carries the burden of their sins, therefore I'll reward him extravagantly the best of everything, the highest of honors, because he looked death in the face and didn't flinch. Because he embraced the company of the lowest, he took on his shoulders the sin of the many. He took up the cause of all the black sheep Isaiah 53 this dude named Isaiah wrote those words 700 years before Jesus was born and he talked about pain and torture and he talked about carrying the weight of the world and carrying sin 700 years before Jesus was even on the planet the prophet Isaiah talked about this 700 years. And we find this, this Ethiopian eunuch traveling along the road after Jesus had been on the cross and was resurrected. And he's wanting to know, what did the, why did Isaiah, what was he talking about? And God sent Philip to, to give him perspective about what Isaiah was talking about. He was giving him perspective on the fact that That Jesus was the person that Isaiah was talking about. Think about that. Isn't that crazy? God is not right here. He is right here, but He's also back there. You know what I'm saying? 700 years before Jesus even existed, God was speaking the words of who Jesus would be to you and to me before He even came. Isn't that mind boggling? So there's two things, maybe three, that I want you to think about tonight in terms of this reality and in terms of this story. One is how cool is it, or how cool would it be to be able to predict the future 700 years in advance? That'd be pretty stinking sweet, wouldn't it? Did you know that there is like, if you read the Old Testament, over and over and over and over again, there's these prophecies that talk about Jesus, and he fulfills them all. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we're not, we're not talking about, like, a book that you read for school. We're not, we're not talking about, like, a math book or a history book. I mean, we are talking about a history book. But we're talking about a book that, that starts with God. And he's explaining to you the fact that Jesus, no matter how far you go astray, no matter what you do, whatever you mess up, he's telling you that he carried the sin of humanity before you even knew it. This Ethiopian eunuch, he wanted to know one thing. Who carried the weight of my sins? And do you know who told him? Philip. So I have two questions for you. In terms of whatever it takes. If you believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world, meaning he he came to save you and to save me and to save everyone who exists out there from their sins and to spend eternity with him. If you believe that's true, if someone was having a question about that, an Ethiopian eunuch in your life, hopefully they're not in the same, you know, category. But they have the same question. If they have the same question about who is this man, who is this Jesus, are you w- able to explain it to them? Are you even willing to, to take that step to do it? Because Philip was. Philip did whatever it took. He, he literally responded to God's call. He said, God just, here's what's crazy. God just said, go out to that desert road. And then I'll, I'll tell you what, what to do then. And here's what I love about God's story. He has partnered with people throughout the whole existence of the world. He, he's partnered, he's chosen to partner with telling people about who he is for forever. He, he did it with Isaiah, he did it with Philip, and you know what he wants to do with you? Same thing. The question is, will you do whatever it takes, like Philip did and what Isaiah did, to explain to people who Jesus is? You see, Jesus is good news. You know what I mean? If you have a rotten day and you're like messing up totally and you're failing and, you're, and, you, and you have these ugly things going on in your head and you, you wish things were better, Jesus is the answer to that. For everyone. Not just for you, but for everyone. And, and you get to be a part of history. History right now here just think about the fact that the Ethiopian eunuch's life was changed the minute he met Philip the minute Philip explained who Jesus was to him the eunuch's life was changed who is the eunuch in your life I have a second question for you and a second thing to consider if you're like the eunuch and you've been asking the question, who is God? Who is Jesus? I, I mean, I've kind of heard these things about him, and, and I, and I, and I kind of like what I hear. Some things I don't like because people send the wrong message and people send the wrong uh, idea of who he is. And I'm, I'm here to tell you right now that he is the greatest thing ever. There's nothing greater than him. A couple weeks ago, we talked about how the fact that, that, that if you've stood in the, in the presence of something majestic, if you've stood in front of a, uh, a sunset or the mountains or the beach and the ocean, or you've been to the sand dunes or you've been to Mackinac Island or, or wherever you've been, that something is just jaw-droppingly awesome, God created that. So how much greater is he? than even the thing he created. And even amongst that, the crazy thing a couple weeks ago at the river, our pastor talked about how even the coolness of the creation and and the sunsets and the mountains and the oceans and all those things and all the animals, do you know what he says is the, the best thing about what he created? You. Do you believe that? His... His prized possession, his prized creation is you and every single person you run into on a daily basis at school. I bet there's days where you go, (laughs) that person? No, there's no way God loves them. And there's probably other days that you go, "Mm, there's no way God loves me. You are the crown of his creation, even beyond your wildest imagination of what drops your jaw out there. So here's a question for you. How will you respond to Jesus? Will you be like the Ethi- Ethiopian eunuch? You see, the Bible has this awesome picture of people who choose to let Jesus into their life. Have you guys ever joined a, joined a gang? I hope not. <laughs> you've, jo- you've joined the Alive and Free gang? <laughs> what's up we're getting turned up in here okay but let's say you belong to a team or you belong right you're wearing your colors right or you belong to a band or a choir or something you belong to something Uh, a lot of times we have these symbols of who you or what you belong to did you know that Jesus followers have a symbol of following him a symbol of representing the fact that Jesus has become your Savior. Do you know what that is? It's called baptism. It's called baptism. And here's, why, here's, what I want to, here's how I want to explain baptism. Girls, there's a lot of you in here. Are you ready for this? Guys, you need to listen closely. Okay, I'm going to speak to the girls. They're, they'll get this more than you do right now. But guys, I want you to listen clear, carefully because 20 years from now you're going to need to know this. How many of y'all have thought about your wedding day? Yeah, see? Guys, take notes. Take, well, oh, Austin has. Nice. <laughs> a lot of girls wake, like, they, they, they're, like, born thinking about their wedding day. And, and check this out. This is, this is the craziest thing ever. Imagine, imagine this, ladies. Imagine this. Imagine a guy chooses you in 20 years, 30 years, just kidding, okay, okay, Imagine, imagine he buys this sweet, shiny, bright, sparkly thing, as Kelsey would put it, and he gets down on one knee, after he asks your dad, of course, and he proposes to you, and he says, "Will you marry me?" That's a pretty big deal, right? Is that an exciting ordeal? Check this out. Hey. I've I've seen this happen over and over and over again because so I know that this is true. The moment you get that ring on the finger, here's what happens. You tell everybody about it. You say it. You spray it. You text it. You phone call it. You put it on Facebook. You put it on Instagram. You tell the barista at the coffee shop. You tell every. You're just, you're just walking down the street and there's like strangers walking by. You're like, oh my gosh, look at that! <laughs> it's the most amazing thing ever. And ladies, ladies, do you know what you're doing? Do you do you know what you do? Do you know what women are doing when you do that? This is what you're doing. You're telling the world, He chose me. He chose me. Do you know what baptism is? Baptism is telling the world. Baptism is telling the world that Jesus chose you. You're, You're telling the world that Jesus chose you. You're telling the world that you belong to him, like you would with your your your, your diamond ring. Hopefully, it's diamond. If it's not, say no. Uh, I'm just I'm just kidding. Some people, you know, I don't. Whatever. Okay, thank you. Preach, sister, preach. Should I give you the microphone? But you, do you get what I'm saying? The, the ring in, 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 in proposal or in marriage is telling the world, I'm taken. I belong to him. And, and baptism is doing the same thing. Baptism is telling the world, it's telling your peers, it's telling everyone, I belong to Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I will give my life for him as he gave his life for me. And it's this symbol of he chose me and it's the symbol of this, I belong to him. So, if you believe in Jesus, there's this pattern in Scripture over and over and over again. They believed and they were baptized. They believed and they were baptized. They believed and they were baptized. And you know what didn't happen? They didn't believe and then ten months later get baptized. They, they believed in Jesus. They believed in who he says he was. He be, they believed in the cross and the resurrection and they were baptized. The eunuch, the eunuch was baptized, telling the world he belonged to Jesus, that he was saved. baptism and all he said was look there's water Philip why not do it why not get baptized so my question for you is this who's your Ethiopian eunuch those of you who have been baptized and secondly if you haven't been baptized but you do believe in Jesus and you believe in his his salvation for you and you know that you belong to him will you get baptized will you get baptized next week next week We're going to do baptism. Yeah. And it's going to get turned up in here.